Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network and also now on Smart Death Radio. I am Mags and coronavirus is still being an absolute dick so that means my uh, tag team partner can't can't be available so he gets a, to yet again miss out on an amazing guest uh, and today I'm speaking with someone who I've, uh, I've been Twitter friends with for, for a long, long while. This guy's... Uh, this guy's writing is absolutely amazing. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll probably not not agree with him, uh, with me because he's, he's a little bit self-deprecating. But seriously, this guy has a major way with words. Today, I'm talking with uh, with Graham Midgley. Graham, how are you? I'm actually fine this morning. I've got my coffee in hand. Yeah, me need, too. Term, <laughs> term. I appreciate you saying I've got such a way with words because I don't actually I don't actually try to sound intelligent more intelligent than I actually am. But uh, I'm all good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I, I love these early morning starts that we can have. Normally, the guests I have will be on like during America or sometimes even at the other side of the world, and it's cool to just have someone on a proper time zone. Well, I would I, I would ask to be on afternoon myself, but since I'm working afternoons this week, it were early morning, which is why I'm on extra coffee. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll promise I'll I'll try to not keep you keep you too long. Uh, but um, let's get straight into it. Uh, you've never been on this show before, um, so what I like to do is uh, 
uh, with the guests is is get them Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So when my uh, course does return, you can tot up the the scores and we can get like a an attempt and a, a definitive uh, Mount Rushmore. So who are who are the guys and and gals who made it on your kind of Mount Rushmore? List? I know you kind of struggle with it because you you've got so many like inspirational wrestlers. But who are the the four that you kind of whittled it down to? Before I've rolled it down. Well, first and straight off, listen, not a lot of people are going to like this because he wasn't much of a wrestler at all. Ultimate Warrior. Mm. Oh, reason being because it's my very first my very first memory of wrestling. And it wasn't live, it was a tape. We're, we're sitting on my dad's knee as a little boy watching WrestleMania 6. And what were, what were main event of WrestleMania 6? Yeah, Hogan versus Warrior. I did, I did a, a retrospective uh, episode of, of that for uh, another podcast and... Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'd, he was never an amazing wrestler, but he was a character. And, it, it was a character. and, and to a little boy, and I was very young, I can't even tell you how old I was, you know, I'd say like four, five, something like that. I don't know. But um, I must have been five years old because it was 1990, wasn't it? WrestleMania yeah. 6. Um, and to a little boy, you, you look at what he, Hogan was Hogan. He's one. He's one of the goats in any list, but he's not on my list. But um, <laughs> he didn't jump out at me. What do you do? Did you know all those bright colours? They were absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. You know, you check it out like that. Now that, now that, that's a little five-year-old boy. That's appealing. Yeah, absolutely. And so he, he was the one. He was the one that you know actually reeled me into wrestling world. So that's why he's on the list. And. It was WWE champion. You don't get to be WWE champion unless you're worth something. Exactly. He, he, he was. He attracted fans in. It's simple as that. He was, he was a lively, um, over-the-top, bright character. And that's what wrestling back back in the in the early 90s was all about. So, yeah, that's he's, he's, he's first on the list. For definite. So who, who gets that second spot? Brett the Hitman Art. Any day at week, twice on Sundays. Good pick. That's a quite a popular pick as well. Well, well, what is it? Um, I say, what are you the first person to pull me into wrestling world? But the person that really, the person that really got you know turned me into a lifer was Bret Hart. I remember what well, I'd seen him before as part of Art Foundation with the Anvil, Jim Neidart. You know, I, I kind of liked him then, but um, you don't really get to see what a wrestler's all about. Until you see him going, what, 10, 15, 20 minutes in a wrestling match on on his own. And Brett the Hitman Hart, when I saw him in that um, Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam 91, I believe it was Mr. Perfect. That's what locked me in. I'm like, wow. You know, this is completely different to Warrior. You know, it's it, everybody says rightfully so. He's, you know, his charisma. Yeah. But the guy sold wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. you put him in. You go over his history now. I mean, he went ring with some of the best. Mr. Perfect, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, he made brilliant people even better. He made, you know, good wrestlers, average wrestlers. You know, I'm talking Bob Backlund, Kevin Nash, Jerry Lawler. You know, all due respect to Roddy Piper because he'd have been first to admit that he wasn't much of a wrestler. He was a brawler. You know, Roddy Piper, he turned average wrestlers into better wrestlers. And let's not forget Tom McGee. <laughs> the hidden tape. Um yeah, I agree. He, he was kind of the wrestler back then who he made you. It made it believable that that yeah. he 
that he was hurting someone or he was, the technical skill that he had was yeah it was just amazing uh, I was never a massive Bret Hart fan I think it was more that was uh, probably more uh, biased towards uh, the brighter colours and the more exuberant characters but I, could, I always like I always knew that he was kind of a, a step above everyone in terms of technical skill. Well, if you if it was basically because the question's always asked, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, you know, it's people are always either or it's always them two. Anybody mm-hmm. as you fall that way, it's always Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Now, if you're gonna call if you're gonna call Shawn Michaels the Van Gogh of the wrestling ring, you're gonna call Bret Hart, you know, for me at least, mm-hmm. you're gonna call Bret Hart Da Vinci of the wrestling ring. Because every single night he stepped in the ring, it was like a painting Mona Lisa. Yeah, and and it meant the absolute world to him as well. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers who see it as a as a job, see it as like just. I mean, how many people call fans marks? He saw wrestling as an art form, and he put his absolute hundred percent into it. Yeah, which is 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 actually. I mean, I tell people all the time that Stone Cold Steve Austin's my favourite. Well, based on his based on his character and the way he made me feel through high school, he did. But uh, if you were to ask me, who my favourite of all, all time wrestler, well, it's Bret mm-hmm. Hart. There's no one yeah. else. Great pick. So who's uh, who takes that third spot? Um, the guy I've just mentioned, actually, Stone Cold Steve. <laughs> I mean, by the time by the time 1997, well, 1996, 97, to we're rolling along, wrestling were changing. We all know it. Mm-hmm. Even a kid knew it. Because um, you know, well, I call it I, I call it either the golden era or the clown era. You know, when people like you had your characters like um, Repo Man, Doink the Clown, you know all that. And quite frankly, it wasn't believable anymore. Nobody were interested. Well, people were interested, but to, um, the large majority, shall I say, I'll correct myself there, were weren't interested. In, and you needed real characters. And I was a bit sad at the time, but hindsight being twenty twenty, when um, when Austin beat Jake the Snake, because everybody loved Jake. Whether it was good or a bad guy, everybody loved But when Austin Jake, I was like, eh. but in an heartbeat, I changed my mind because it cut it cut one of the most famous promos ever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, wow. But I was still on fence after a bit. And then Brett was still my favourite. And then, you know, he challenged Brett at Survivor Series and lost. You know, I was like, wow, but this guy's really good. And then when WrestleMania, when WrestleMania rolled along, you know, it weren't just a, it weren't just a double turn for you know people over there, you know, people shouting for Austin by ending booing Brett. You know, it was saying at home, and I would end up match. I was booing Brett. I think it's because I was so shocked as a kid that Brett was a bad guy or could act like a bad guy. Look at him; he'd always he'd always been good. He'd always been straight laced. But and Austin didn't tap out. I was like, "Yep, here's the guy." And everything after that's history, you know. Who won't want to kick the crap out of the boss for two years straight? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think the the thing with Stone Cold why he resonates with so many people is is because, like you said, he, he, he was an everyman. It was it was it made you believe that you could be a wrestler and you could beat the shit out of your boss. Uh, you just like that anti-hero almost. Yeah. It's well. It, it won't be boss because like I, said, I was still in high school at the time, and um, <laughs> I was getting I was getting bullied quite a lot. But what you know, when the characters had got me through, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, because come up, mate. I always wore that hat because you're not camouflage hat that you yeah. always wore. Well, my dad had got me one. I always wore that hat, and um, for everybody that bullied me, I thought I thought back. You know, it would always. <laughs> You shouldn't, you shouldn't really do that because I got in trouble quite a lot for you know you always front middle finger up 
you know, it would always fuck you. And that would that would mostly because Stone Cold Steve Austin give me you know, give me enough attitude to start fighting back. Yeah, enough confidence. Yeah. So who rounds off uh this Matt Rushmore who got who gets that coveted fourth spot? CM Punk. Punk, wow. Not a lot of love for 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 Punk really in, in the guests that we've had on. I know, but um, look, as look, Darren, you you follow me on Twitter for quite a while, and just, as I've always made it quite plain. Yeah, I don't really care what your opinion is. Well, actually, that's a bit of a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Um, I do care what your opinion is, but I don't care that much that I'm going to let it colour my opinion. And yeah, by the time CM Punk could come along, um, I'd I'd kind of lost touch with wrestling a bit, mainly through affordability. I couldn't afford Sky TV, you know. I couldn't afford. Um, I mean, at the time we didn't even have network, but um. By the time I started watching it again, a lot of characters were kind of meh. Women's wrestling were no good because it were all models. Don't get me wrong, you know, there's some really, really beautiful women, but, um, you know, the character John Cena, he, he bored the living hell out of me. <laughs> it's a polarising character, but um, the game changer, you know, for me, pulling me back in was CM Punk. Yeah. Hated his guts with Straight Edge Society. Hated his guts, which, you know, in retrospect, you know, he was doing his job, wasn't he? Yeah. It made me hate him. It's um same as a lot of other people. What made me Yeah, CM Punk were the pipe bomb promo when he said, you know, maybe things would be better off if Vince were dead. Yeah, he, he, he kind of became the, the voice of the voiceless, didn't he? It was uh it was saying things that a lot of people suspected was happening backstage, but we never mm-hmm. quite knew. What 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 it was with the point is, is I, I was Vince genius guy absolute genius I don't care what any of his idiot critics say oh, he's lost his mind he doesn't know what he's doing yeah well if it wasn't for Vince mate none of this would be here but um you know I think he'd always tried to make John Cena the next Stone Cold Steve Austin because Cena bless him like I said found him boring but you know he was always railing against people like Vince McMahon or John Laurinaitis or whoever the hell it was who were in front of him but now you're not Austin mate. And, and I'm not saying Punk's Austin you know nobody's Stone Cold Steve Austin but you know the, the, the instant he cut that promo it was like one big fuck you to authority yeah and, and it uh, worked it, it, it did it worked it pulled so many more people back into wrestling and um, I was like, this is my guy. I loved it. I, you know, I got into punk that much. When when I had my first boxing match, to, um, I wore one of CM Punk's shirts. And, I, you know, I came to, I, I went to a boxing room with CM Punk's music. Wow. Because that's the kind of attitude I had. Wow. And and the thing with, with punk, and especially in, in that era of wrestling, uh, going into, like, the... Coming out of, like, the ruthless aggression era almost, it was um, the... He could follow it up with amazing wrestling. It wasn't just amazing on the mark. He wasn't just charismatic in in uh, drawing you in as a as a as a talker. He followed it up with uh, with arguably the best wrestling at that time. Well, I can actually I can actually quote you a line uh, a line from his uh, pipe from from you know, and you know people have got their own opinions, but I happen to agree with every word that Punk said in that promo when he said he was the best on the microphone in the ring, even a commentary. Nobody could touch him. At, mm-hmm. at the time, anyway, I mean, we'd not got Daniel Bryan yet, or Seth Rollins, or you know, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Now, so, um, don't want to get any hate from you know, John Moxley. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't have we didn't have people like that. So when you know, back when 
punk up that promo and said those words, I was like, yeah, you are best. Who else? Who else? Who was as good as punk at time? Nobody. Yeah. Exactly. So you you mentioned uh, in in the DMs that you struggled to kind of pin this down to four because there were so many. Uh, who was who were some people who, who kind of almost made it? The boss, Andre the Giant. Was like, yeah. I never got to, I never got to see Andre live because it was before my time. But you know, I, look if you watch WWE as a kid, everybody knew who Andre the Giant was. Everybody, mm-hmm. even little kids. And, um, you know, so as I've grown older, you know, I've, I've studied Andre a little bit. You can't get too many of his matches, but if you, if you can, I'd recommend going on YouTube and see if you can find some of his matches because they're actually quite good, you know, for yeah. a big match. And I think Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan said it in that um, HBO biography, which I agreed with, um, that Andre were, you know, Andre were a superstar before it were, you know, mainstream, you know, you got all these people now, you've got your Seth Rollins, you've got your Roman Reigns, you've got your Chris Jericho's, you've got your CM Punk's, you've got your Daniel Bryan's, you've got your Charlotte Flesh, and Andre the Giant, he were, you know, he were that before it was mainstream, you know, Jerry Lawler had said in that same, in that same biography, that um, Andre, you know, we, um, it were all territorial at the time, and Andre were the first worldwide superstar, so mm-hmm. give an honourable mention to him. Yeah, and the thing with Andre is he was a star maker as well. Uh, if if you had a, the opportunity to to face Andre the Giant, he'd put you over like a million dollars, win, lose, or draw. Um, yeah, me, me next, me next mention, and I'm loath to say it because <laughs> um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like like not a lot of people, not a lot of people like Hogan, myself included, for his um for his views. Of you know the views that he had. I mean, he's apologised since. I think people should accept that apology because people can change. But um, at the moment, I, I, I'm still on the fence about it myself. But pro wrestling, people don't like pro wrestling. If you said pro wrestling to you know people who don't watch it, don't really like it, first person they're going to think of most of the time is Hogan. Simple straight away. Yeah. For for what twenty years he was wrestling. He was the crossover star. Yeah. I mean, we saw him in some... Okay, they were good when we were kids, let's face it. But we, we saw him in some pretty crappy movies. I mean, my yeah. favourite suburban, my favourite suburban commando. But, um, you know, we were, yeah, it, it was more... That, like, that's a... Hor- yeah. It was yeah. everywhere. I mean, he had his own TV show with Thunder in Paradise. That, that, that show was rubbish and all. <laughs> as, as look, I, I, I wouldn't work overnight and he had that feature stuck in my head. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, any more uh, honourable mentions? Undertaker. Taker, yeah. Mentioned Very Taker. popular one. I think, he, I think he's about third on the, the, the overall list. He didn't, like I said, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Undertaker, but it was never my favourite. It, it, it wasn't just one of those guys that were there, but it was never my favourite either. You know, we were in that, mm. it, it were in that, in the middle list. Yeah. You know? But if you can't if you can't put if you can't put Taker on a greatest of all time list or at the very least given an honourable mention, then why are you watching wrestling? Yeah, it, it's 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 easily the 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 best character or gimmick that's ever been in wrestling. Well, look at who's been in ring with. You know, across four different eras of wrestling, he's been in ring with Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, Rock. Kurt Angle, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles. You know, mm-hmm. that's four different areas of wrestling. 
Name one other person, barring Ric Flair, that's done that. Yeah, exactly. And it's still relevant now. A match with Undertaker can can help make your career still now. Yeah, it, it can. It um it certainly made well, Brock Lesnar had already made a career, but it certainly made Brock Lesnar's career when he ended streak. Mm-hmm. And look at what it did for, for Roman Reigns. Look at what it did for Roman Reigns. You know, um, you know, it's been said and I, 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 every now and again, I'll go on YouTube, you know, and the thing I type in is, you know, what stars say about this wrestler or what stars say about that wrestler. And more often than not, it's Undertaker because Undertaker, you know, people's opinions on Undertaker being a locker room leader and whatnot fascinates me. It's And they always say, the guy you went to were Undertaker. You wanted advice, you wanted help. The guy you went to were Undertaker. And um, Michael A said it, I think Triple H said it. Um, I'm not so sure Bret Hart said it, but there's quite a few people have all said this same thing. Is look, if you, if you've got in ring with Undertaker, you know, especially at WrestleMania, that means you made it. Yeah, because the Undertaker, exactly. he, 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 he got to the point where he, 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 Vince didn't tell him who we were facing. He went to Vince right when I faced him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you've got that, you'd made it. Yeah, and, and there's not many, um, especially nowadays, there's not many uh, wrestlers who have that kind of stroke with Vince. No, they're in. I think you could pick. You know what? I don't even think Austin's got that kind of stroke with Vince. No. And Austin, Austin, I made, agree. Austin, made, Austin made Vince more money than anybody's ever made Vince. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't think Austin's got, got that kind of stroke with Vince. You know what? No. I, don't even know if, I don't even know if Rock's got that kind of stroke. No, uh, I'd say it's Taker because he's been he's been what 40, 30 years loyal. Thirty years, like I said, when 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 were it nineteen ninety? Yeah, um, Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Yeah, it's his it's very first event. Uh, event, which I like a little caveat before we move on is you know because everybody there's this debate and I should um, induct him into all of them because he's going in. Let's face it, it's going in. Yeah. I think it should be Bruce Pritchard in the induction. Because he was brother love and brought him in. Um, yeah, I agree. Right. right. So we, 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 we could we, we could be here all day talking about honourable mentions. <laughs> I've, I've got a list longer than my arm. <laughs> I know. It, it, especially when you've been a wrestling fan for so long, it's hard to, to nail it down to, to just the definitive four. Uh, but like I said, we could be here all day. It's your boy, Rez, a.k.a. Ray Cash from the Outsider's Edge. I'm here with my brother, Kyle, and we just want to shout out the Badlands Podcast. Check it out. The Mount Rushmore of podcasting. You have Darren, Mags, you have Paul Tolley. Check them out. Share Shot Radio Network. Come out every week. Give them a listen. Check them out. They're a great show, y'all. If you haven't heard them before, it's a lot of fun. It's an awesome show. We're big fans here at The Edge. And check out all the other shows here at The Chair Shot where you can always use your head. And if you don't like that, we don't give a fuck. Thanks for listening. So let's get on to this uh, this um, this female topic. Um, so when I brought up the topic to you about uh, about female wrestlers, I, I thought, again, just like the, the, the honorable mentions, there's too many to, to nail it down to just four. So... Uh, I thought I'd, I'd go with a Badlands draft. So what we're going to do is formulate a top 10. Uh, but you're going to have 10 votes and I'm going to have 10 votes, which that makes 20 votes. It just doesn't go into 10 at all. Uh, so once we've got the initial 10, we're going to start voting off 
from that top 10 and replace them until we've used up all the votes and we've hopefully come up with a, a definitive list of uh, of the, the 10 greatest female wrestlers of all time. Um, so let's let's start. Uh, guest goes first. Who who would you like to put, put forward onto the, the greatest list of female wrestlers? Sensational, Sherry. Oh, interesting. Not one that I had on. Well, well what is it? I mean, again, uh, uh, wrestling kind of became... Came before our time, mm-hmm. but if you go back and you watch a wrestler, and she were a badass women's wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can't remember which episode it was on of uh, something to wrestle podcast. To but Bruce, and this is this is what made me go back and actually look at Sherry's matches. Bruce said, you know, on TV, you know, Sherry had let um, Sapphire, who were with Dusty Rhodes at the time, you know, beat her all out place on TV yeah. because that's what the story dictated. But, you know, on, on our shows, Sherry was just knocking the shit out of her. So I remember go back and look at her wrestling. You, if you look at some of her matches, if you can find them, she's a badass. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, te- not a technical badass, but I, I think she could hang with, you know, the wrestlers of today. Say she were in the prime, because people always like to know, if she were in the prime, put it with today, yeah, she could hang with him because she were a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the issue with with Sherry was that most people knew her as a manager, or most people knew her as a valet, and a lot of people didn't kind of see the the the, the actual technical wrestling. And and you're right, a lot a lot of wrestlers have, have, have started her as an influence into into how women's wrestling uh, basically evolved. So yeah, it's a, a great pick. It's just one that didn't really cross my mind. Just what you've said there as well, being a manager, not the wrestling side of things, but when she was a manager, you know, you could you could see how well trained she was at wrestling then because she was bumping all over the place for the likes of Hogan and uh, well, Wadier as well. You know, I think before she became his manager or after she came, like I said, timeline gets a little screwy sometimes because I was a little kid. Um, but I think afterwards, you know, she was bumping for Savage. She, you know, she bumped for anybody. And if you can bump like that, well, there you go. It's, it's it's widely known in wrestling world. The first thing you learn is bumping. Yeah. You and I take a good bump, you can make it. Absolutely. You were bumping like a champion. So let's go with my first pick to, for this the the number two spot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jazz. I think. Um, that, that's yeah. a very good. Yeah, she was uh, she was literally the heart of my fandom. I was a uh, that's when I was the most invested in wrestling, and and she brought a proper wrestling style, uh, especially in that era. You you mentioned it that it was mainly swimsuit models and kind of like um, bra and panty style matches, and and she brought like a, a proper hard like basically a smash mouth style and and the fact is she still wrestles today and she i think it was only uh late last year she was actually the nwa uh women's champion so yeah i'm gonna go with jazz for my first pick it's her what made me think uh jazz because she's on my list as well i've just crossed her off since you've put her on <laughs> um, um when she came in i when she debuted in wwe she knocked the living dog shit out of trish stratus mm-hmm. trish stratus when she came in she started out small, but by you know she 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 became a wrestler and she was women's champion at the time I think. And when Jazz came in, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" I mean, she 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 knocked the dog shit out of her because, like you said, she brought that Smash Mouth style and she did it to Lita. She did it to you know I think she, I don't know if she crossed swords with Victoria because Victoria was a wrestler, but mm-hmm. I don't know if she crossed swords with Victoria, being that they were both heels. 
think I think they've had a, had like a multi-man matches where they've been together. Uh, but um, she would evil. Evil. They talking about how she, she was just evil, nasty. <laughs> she were, you know, in in a word, a bitch. <laughs> and she was at the fun fact was that she was actually the last ever WWF champ, uh, women's champion and the first ever WWE's uh, women's champion because she was uh, the champion when they did the transition over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, let's go. That's, that's, that's a little trivia fact. <laughs> so let's go yeah. to you for your second pick. My second pick, um, Jacqueline. Oh, interesting. Another one who I who I I didn't really think about to be fair. Well, Jacqueline. Big reason I put Jacqueline in is Sable. Because, uh, okay. You know when we're getting into area uh, of models and you know having women strip off to the bar and panties and whatnot, and Sable were in play by way, and she wasn't a wrestler. She wasn't. You know, Bruce Pritchard admitted in podcast she wasn't a wrestler when she came in. She was there with Mark Meadows. She was not a wrestler, and. Um, when they met at Women's Champion, you know, she needed someone to bounce off her. And who did they give her to bounce off her? You know, Jacqueline. So, you know, Jacqueline taught, you know, she pulled her through. Or <laughs> she pulled her through. Yeah, she absolutely did. And, and even though uh, kind of a mainstream uh, WWF slash WCW uh, career wasn't that filled with actual um, like titles and, and awards, she won. She won a shed load of awards in the in the. I think it was the USWA. I think she was like fourteen or fifteen time champion there. Yeah, like I said, and every time she's post post Sable, you know, she was used. She was used mostly as an enhancement. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you, every time you saw her step in ring, it didn't matter whether it was thirty seconds minute because by then women's wrestling were getting down to you know unless it were Trish and Lita and. Jazz, for instance, um, you were getting down to 30 seconds and one minute matches because of what it mean, you know, let's show off these women, let's get them out of the ring. Yeah. But, uh, and it didn't matter if it was 30 seconds, one minute, five minutes. In 30 seconds, Jacqueline, show you, yeah, I can wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll go to my second pick and looking down my list, I'm, I'm at, I, I can't not mention it. I'm going to go with Io Shirai, I think. Um, it's easy to to make a case that she's the best wrestler in the world right now, regardless of gender. Um, in a time at Stardom, she won absolutely everything there was to win, every tournament there was to win, any record that Stardom have got, it's it's held by Io Shirai, and then she's uh, she's come over to to the West uh, after setbacks with injury, found the men into into the WWE and into NXT. And, and it very, very recently just became the, the NXT Women's Champion. But, yeah, if you can find a, a better, crisper wrestler in the ring uh, than Io Shirai, you, you've done well. So I'm going to stick her up there for, for my second pick. You know, I've got a lot of respect for... Um, I don't know how you pronounce Io Shirai. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Io. Io. Io Shirai. To, um, you know, I've always had respect for her. Um, I mean, she didn't do it for me. I love the mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, the character didn't do it for me. Um, and it was her and Tony Storm, I believe. First time I saw her, actually saw her, but it's a uh, May Young Classic with it, Tony Storm, she was wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. The final. And, yeah. And, um, like, 
she's good. She's really good. You know, I, I pointed to her. I thought, is she going to wind up in WWE? And she wound up in WWE. I, the character put me off a little bit, but I've never had anything but respect for her wrestling. So, I mean, and becoming becoming NXT Women's Champion again. I, I, I don't... I, I tell you what, it would, it would intrigue him because I never, I thought Charlotte were going to win that match. Mm-hmm. I, it was nailed on for me that Charlotte were going to win that match because um, I think Charlotte, Charlotte recently she's been on where she's putting a lot of people over and not winning many matches. I thought, right, it's time for her to you know carry on with winning since she's got the NXT title now. But no, no, should I? Io should I? Sorry, <laughs> I'll get it right one day. <laughs> I think the the. I think the the reason that I knew that EO was going to win, well, I didn't know obviously until I watched it, but the reason why I picked EO in that match was because Becky uh, was pregnant and and Raw definitely needed like someone with with that star power, and and it were it were clear that Charlotte was going to be, like step into that role for me. Yeah. So who have you got uh, for your third pick? My third pick, Trish Stratus. Yep. So the one who I've got on man. Um. Well, I, I actually mentioned it not too. Long ago, actually, when we were talking, when Trish Stratus came in, she was a swimsuit model. Mm-hmm. It, it made known that she was a swimsuit model, extremely beautiful. But um, and I again, I hated her because she, she you know, she was an ill manager. And back then, what's lost on a lot of people nowadays is the ability to make people. I'm talking the right kind of eat as well. You know, I hate them because of what they said on Twitter, or I hate them because they can't wrestle or something like that. I'm talking, she, she made you hate her through her actions when she was managing likes of TNA. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Rich couldn't wrestle. And I can't, I can't, would it after, would it after WrestleMania 17, I think? Um, when, you know, she started participating in more matches. At first, I was like, well, she's crap. You know, but, you know, t- time goes on. And Lana's going to wind up same. I don't care what anybody says, you know, because Lana gets not same. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'd improved and she'd improved and she'd improved and she'd improved at Trish. And it got to a point where she would, you know, she was throwing down with Lita because with Lita, Lita's a wrestler. Yeah. Knife line wrestler. But she was throwing down with Lita and, you know, she was, she was going blow for blow with Lita and she was going move for move with Lita. I was like, when did this happen? Exactly, <laughs> and she, she she wanted to like like I said you listen to some wrestling podcast you listen to Jim Ross he said it Bruce Pritchard said it these guys were actually there and they said look she wanted to learn she wanted to do it so hell yeah massive respect yeah exactly and and she didn't have to she knew she, she was in she was obviously brought in as a as a valet uh, because of her looks uh, back then that that was the dumb thing but she learned to be one of the better women's wrestlers of, of that generation. And what, was she a seven-time uh, champion, uh, Hall of Famer, probably one of the most popular people in that era of wrestling. So fair play to her. If you want to be a wrestler, there's not really many people to, to look at to, in terms of improving yourself than, than Trish Stratus, to be fair. Exactly, that's it. You know, what you just said. I repeat <laughs> what you just said. We are actually saying it because she did it. Yep. So I'll go to my um my third pick. Oh, I've God, I've got a long list. Um I'm actually gonna go go back uh to to a, a period before I'm gonna go with May Young. Um obviously we we as wrestling fans will know her from her era in uh where she was uh 
was with Moolah and she gave uh, yeah. gave birth to Mark Henry's uh, hand baby. Um, but there is actually a reason why the, the WWE didn't name a, a tournament after her. It's because she had this uh, 70-year wrestling career. I think she started wrestling in 1939 and her last actual match was in 2010. Um, basically, if, if it wasn't for people like her, women's wrestling would, would still be in the dark ages. Uh, she was the first ever NWA Florida Women's Champion, NWA uh, US Women's Champion and the Tag Team Champion, and she's uh, a WWE and a professional wrestling Hall of Famer. Yes, so, I, so it wouldn't be a, a list of the greatest r- women of all time if it wasn't for, if we didn't have someone like Mae Young on the list. So I'm going to go with Mae Young. Uh, you know, she was on my honourable mentions list, which, like you said, she came way before my time. In fact, mm-hmm. what you said there, the first wrestling match in 1939, my grandparents weren't even born then. Mental, isn't it? 70, it's, it's 71-year career. Most, most of my mere young moments come from what you just said there, you know, during Attitude Era and afterwards. And um, and I'd love to keep going back to it, because like I said, I've listened to just about every something to wrestle with that's on podcast waves and um, I think the thing I like most about Mae Young is you remember you, you remember when Bubba Ray Dudley put her through a table yeah and um, the thing that made me chuckle and go I love this woman so much is um, you know <coughs> Bruce said that Bubba were really worried about her you know because Vince had already given him Scarborough warning and if you're from UK you know what the Scarborough warning is mm-hmm. but, um, it's like no, I don't want to. Hurt her, I don't want to. Hurt her. And from what Bruce says, um, May Young like she just chucked herself. She just chucked herself on the floor. She's like, come on, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and and she was what eighty, maybe eighty five. years old. She can take a bump better than Kevin Nash. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's very very true. <laughs> so I'll just add, I'll just add something to that. All due respect to Kevin Nash because I love Kevin Nash. I've done since I saw him at King at Ring. He's uh he's some of his tweets recently about uh, politics and about Black Lives Matter have been really really uh, important to you. And uh, yeah, it is, and he is also actually a giant. I think I can us. <laughs> so let's go to you for your fourth pick. My fourth pick, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix again, someone who I've got. Um, well, I picked Beth. Like I said, this was coming around the time that I'd, I'd stopped watching wrestling for that period. Mm-hmm. Not for choice, mostly. But um, like I said, by then, it was models, pride and panties. You know, you had your Stacey Keeble. These are all beautiful, talented women. You know, you've got your Stacey Keeble, you've got your Tori Wilsons um, and whatnot. And um, go on, who was it? Um, Rick Don, Rick Don Marie. Oh yeah, who married Al Wilson? Yeah, you know that's that, that's when I'd stopped paying attention to women's wrestlers. Like I said, you know, I, I want not paying attention to women because they're beautiful. And um, but you know the wrestling, women's wrestling, I was like, yeah, and I'd completely lost interest. And when Beth Phoenix came along, you know, she she actually reminded me a lot of China. Yeah. Very much she, so. She she came she came, she came into wrestling. She was a beast among the women. You know she could she she could ragdoll them at will, and not one of them could stand up to her. And I'm I'm sat there thinking, right? In in this pool of wrestlers we've got now, because they're not much they're not much for wrestling. It's like who the hell's going to beat Beth Phoenix? 
Yeah, and, and what was she, the second ever female to actually enter the Royal Rumble? Um, multiple time champion. Yeah, um, I think um, she was number two on the PWR uh, top 50 female wrestlers twice, uh, 2008 and 2012, uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, it wouldn't be a list without Beth Phoenix. Yeah, and, you know, we've had Trish Stratus come back for a match. Yeah, and um, when Trish had that match against Charlotte, I like it. And uh, my first thought after the match had finished, well, not my first thought, but one of my first thoughts were, um, you know what, I'd like to see Beth Phoenix back for one moment. We've seen her in tag team action with Natty, but, you know, I'd like to see Beth Phoenix throw down at least once. We we, we want it started today. You know, and and people are going to hate on this, but, you know, I'd like to see her in ring with um, either Charlotte one you've mentioned, actually, oh, sure, I, because, like I said, all respect to her wrestling, or, um, well, Bianca Blair. Yeah, that'd be a good match. Um, I'd say I'd say Shayna, but I think their styles would clash. Yeah, I think Bianca Blair would be the perfect fit. I, I, I think she would, and, like I said, win, win, lose, or draw, just to see a throw down with someone of today, it's like, yeah, just the once. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my next pick. So I'll go to man my, my fourth pick. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Asker, I think. Um sixteen years she's been wrestling. Now that's that blew my mind when I when I uh, was looking looking up uh, to research Asker. Uh, she's been the absolute star of this pandemic era. Uh wow, you can't not fall in love with her kind of like infectious character. Uh, but before she even got to WWE, she wrestled all over Japan for for uh, Joshi pro, uh, promotions. But we we probably know her more as as like how dominant she was in in NXT and then in uh, in the WWE when she came up to the main roster. Uh, Twenty seventeen PWR Female Fifty Number One uh, NXT Women's Champion, Women's Tag Team Champion, SmackDown Champion, Twenty Eighteen Raw uh, Royal Rumble Winner. 2020 money in the back winner and, and current uh, Raw Tag Team Champion, uh, Raw Champion. So yeah, I don't think we can't we can't at least give Asker a mention. I think. You know, you, you know what's amusing about that? It, it, it tickles me because um, you know you go on Twitter and you have a look at a, a lot of people do it respectfully and whatnot. I like that, but you, you see a lot of them going absolutely mental. When people don't get pushed, it's like Asker's not getting pushed. Asker's not getting pushed. Asker's not getting pushed. They're wasting Asker's talent. Have you? Have you not? Have, ever since you come to WWE, mind you, it's like have you not seen a resume? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't be top all the time. Yeah, I I agree. Unless you're Charlotte Flair. You know she's not. She, 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 the, 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 you know what? We could get into the discussion about that as well because she's like, <laughs> at the eight for Charlotte Flair. She's pound for pound. And you're going to put her in those. She's, she, I reckon she's consistently top. I even, I even put mm-hmm. five page tweet back the other day. Um, she's consistently top because promos spot on. But the most important, when she gets in that ring, she elevates whoever she's in that ring with. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's a lot like she is a lot, and it's not just because of her name. No, she's, fact, she, she's carried the WWE Women's uh, Division for for the last six years. She's, she's been the, the linchpin of it. She's in there because she's just like a dad. She elevates whoever she's in ring with. But she's she's beside the point. That's a completely different topic. Yeah. Well, if she if she gets brought up, I'm sure we can 
we can bring it up. Um, so who's your, your fifth pick? <laughs> you know, you just said that. I like that's a coincidence because she's my next pick is Charlotte. <laughs> I've based got on, Charlotte on man as well. Based on everything we've just said about her, you know, she's she's just like a dad. It's, and it's not because of her name. I don't care what her haters say. She didn't sleep away to the top. It's not because she's called Flair. In fact, if you read a book, she resented that name at first. She wanted not to do it. She wanted to carve out her own character. But, you know, she mm-hmm. was destined to do that. And um, she's just like her dad. She elevates everybody she's in the ring with. Whether she's got a title on her or not, she, whoever she's in the ring with, boom, yeah. you will get a good, if not great, match every single night she's in that ring. Yeah. And and the thing, uh, I mean, we've talked about her, her being people seeing that she's overpushed. I don't think that she is. I think it would look weird if she wasn't near the top of that division because of how good she is. Like, it'd be like, um, oh, oh, can I? Oh, 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 you, you go to over oh, years. But a lot of people she didn't deserve it. It's like when um, Cali were champion, right? Not a wrestler at all. He was there to challenge the Undertaker. He was a big guy there to challenge. But he were he were champion. Point is, mm-hmm. he was champion. You know, Tunza lost that title. Where did he go? He went nowhere. Now, Charlotte did the same thing. She lost title and she went nowhere. Like, you just said, it'd be weird. Because yeah. unlike Kali, unlike Kali, she, she consistently puts on good stuff. Yep. Oh. Great pick. Um, I'll round off this original top 10. Uh, I'm going to dip back into uh, into history again. I think I'm going to go with someone who uh, a lot of Westerners probably don't know much about, but I'm going to go with uh, Manama Toyota. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're looking there like as if I've not heard of this person before, but... Um, if you if you go back into the uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame when uh, when she was inducted, Dave uh, Meltzer said that she was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, regardless of, of of gender. And when you actually look into her career in the way that she kind of won everything that there was to win, uh, changed the views of uh, women's uh, wrestling in Japan, and and you, you see the influences that she's had with women uh, women wrestling all over the world, it's hard to kind of like disagree with him. Um, she's I'm also so- Manami's M A N A M R, and then Toyota like. The car. M M A N. A M R. A M R. Right, I'm gonna have to look her up. Yeah. Um she's like I said, she's in the, the Wrestling Observers Hall of Fame, but she's one of actually a, a very select few women who's actually won the, the Wrestling Observer match of the year. And I think she's the only female to have won it twice. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go with Minami um, Toyota for my for my fifth pick. Oh, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to look her up because um, look, there's not many people on Twitter whose, uh, whose opinion I'll, 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 I'll go through. Fair enough, they like that person. I respect that. But there's not many people on Twitter that I'll go, I'm going to have to check this person out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Believe it or not, Darren, you're one of the people when I look at it, right, I, I might have to check that out. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, so before we start with the the, the drafting uh, and voting people off, I'll give a quick rundown of this, this original top 10. So we've got uh, Sherry Martell, uh, Sensational Sherry. We've got Jazz. We've got Jacqueline. We've got Io Shirai, Trish Stratus, Mae Young, Beth Phoenix, Asuka, Charlotte Flair and Minami Toyota. Um, so, Graham, to you for your for your sixth pick, and also, who are you going to vote off? My sixth pick? 
and I'm going to vote off. If I'm going to vote somebody off, you know what? You don't. These are tough. These are toughest ones, Dad, yeah. because you don't want to vote anybody off. But oh, you've caught you've caught me there. I'm first person. I'm going to vote because it's like you said. Not many people would pick her, but I did. First person out of long list would be Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Vote off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, it, it, this is this is where the show gets interesting because you look down the list and you think they deserve to be there, but you've got to vote somebody off, and you you have to kind of look where where who looks the weaker on the on the list and who you're going to replace them with. So, who you're replacing Jacqueline with? Oh, um, Paige. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, I, I go with Paige because she I've, was another game changer. I've got Paige on my list. She was. She was another game changer. I mean, AJ Lee, she'd started changing game, you know, because she was she was fighting for you know she was fighting for all this stuff and massive respect to AJ Lee for that. I always liked her, but um, for me, what AJ what AJ started, you know, it, it, like playing rugby. So, um, you know, AJ passed ball and Paige, while well, she you know she ran it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree and. Can you just imagine what a what a career she would have had if she didn't have to retire at twenty five? I know, you know, you know what? Maybe she will, maybe she will, maybe she won't. But look, if Edge can get back into it, there's hope yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think she was the youngest ever Divas champion. Uh, she won it on her first ever trial, which is, is it's never happened before. Uh, she's the only woman to hold both the Divas and the NXT Women's title at the same time. I was going to say something to that as well. You know, because um, okay, Becky Lynch made it popular when you know when she went Becky two belts. Yep. You know, there's a bit of comedy. You know, if if, if I were Paige and Paige, yeah, Paige, Paige is, you know, she she loves Becky. She has a lot of respect for Becky, but you know, if, if I were Paige, if I were in character, you know, in kayfabe, you know, I'd be looking at Becky Lynch with two belts, going, "Well, that's cute." Yeah. Did it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great, great, um, great six pick. Um, let's have a look down my list. Uh, it's hard to, I mean, we're only one one replacement in, and it's still hard to, to look who I'm actually going to take off that list. Uh, I'm going to, I'll go with who I'm going to put on first. I think that's a, a bit of an easier choice. I'm going to go with Lita. Um, yeah, uh, you mentioned it. Mentioned her alongside uh, Trish Stratus, and I think she was the kind of perfect foil for someone like Trish Stratus. Uh, one of the first kind of female wrestlers to to have that technical skill uh, when she came in with Sa Rios, and she was doing uh, moon salts, and uh, she was just amazing. It was just you were blown away seeing a, a woman doing those kind of moves. Uh, she quickly outshone Sa Rios, joined the Hardys, uh, and and formed she, Team she Extreme. Was yeah, she was, she was. yeah. Uh, eventually, throughout her career, she was a four-time women's champion. Got inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's hard to to not have Lita mentioned in a in a list of the greatest women of all time. But who do I get rid of? I think I'm going to get rid of, and it's I, it it pains me to do it, but I'm getting rid of Sensational Sherry. I think uh, just because of. I had more of an emotional connection with Lita than I did with, with Sherry. I always. Uh, for my sins, I always saw Sherry as more of a, a valet and a wrestler because I didn't know of her matches before that. Uh, so for that reason alone, I'm going to take off Sensational Sherry. Well, like I said, I mean, when I when I put Sherry down, I didn't think she'd make it to final drop. I thought I'm I'm going to put her in there because yeah. she, it's Sherry. 
yeah, she she definitely deserved a mention. And sometimes um, in when when doing these drafts, it, you you kind of have to put in those sacrificial lambs, if you understand what I mean. People who you know are probably going to get voted off, but it gives you an easier option to to take someone off the list, I suppose. Yeah, that's oh, you know, I'm, I, I've been I've, like I said because whilst we've been on with Shady, I've been thinking it back in my head. It's like right, who's next? Big up Goldberg there. But I'm, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I could have made it any plainer on Twitter that I love Goldberg. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sorry. Thinking, do I, I, I? I want to. I want to say lose May Young, but I don't want to say lose May Young at the same time because, like you mentioned, she came before our time, which is reason like, well, I don't know that much of a wrestling, but it's like. Women's wrestling, what with women's wrestling, we have people like me, young. So it's like, do you put her in or do you? Well, it, it, it's the joys of subjectivity. You, you go with kind of what you know. Well, I'd have to say May Young on that then. Like I said, you can't you can't not put May Young in a list because women's wrestling won't be without, you know, it won't be what it is without May Young. But it's like, she's another one, like Sherry, you know, she was a lot before our time. And it's like, I'm not all that familiar with her. Mm hmm. So who are you? Who are you replacing May Young with? Nah, I know that. Nah, interesting. It's okay. Have you read Charlotte Flair's book? Uh, yeah, I have. Nah, I know that's mentioned in that. It's quite, you know, I won't say I was, you know, like choked up about it. But like it, it got me. I'm a sensitive guy, and it got me going. It's just like Charlotte won't be where she is. We are Natty, and when Natty when Natty disappeared off of WWE TV and she went to NXT, it, it makes you think how many people. Got where they are because of Natty. Yeah, she she's very much like the, the Undertaker. She's very much. I, I find her to be a, a lot like the Undertaker, though, in the fact that she's a a locker room leader. She's the kind of person that it's like the glue that holds the the women's division together. Yeah, she she is, and like like I said, she's. I I think if you like. If if you were to do something like this, it's like she's she's the she's the female version of Brett. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. she, sells, she sells a lot of people knock her for her personality and whatnot. She's got no personality when she's in the ring. Well, that's just bullshit. But um, but she sells wrestling. Her, her big thing is wrestling. And can you can you remember when Charlotte won that long into her run when she were wrestling? We she had two classic matches with Natty. You know, um, when when Natty had that when Natty had that match with Ronda. Mm-hmm. So like. I think I think Natty made that match. Not that Ronda wasn't bad, but uh, I think it was green. But um, it's like you'll go for everybody today, and anybody who's ever got in ring with Natty Night out, boom, the better yeah. for it. Yep, absolutely. It's a, it's a great pick. Um, let's see for my for my seventh pick. I think I'm going to take off Paige. And again, it's another one that I'd, I'd, I feel bad for doing it, but the reason is because her career was cut so short. I, I feel that she, if given another five, ten years of her wrestling career, I just I wonder what she would would have been able to do. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and I'm I'm going to replace her. And this is this may be controversial to some people, but I'm going to replace her with Becky Lynch. You know what? I can't. I can't. So I've, I've just put Paige in. But, you know, I, I get the exact reason you just said. I get why you're taking her out, because she was a game-changer. But uh, it's just because her career was cut, cut tragically short. Yeah. Um, um, 
She, she, like you just said, you give her another five years. She wouldn't have just, she wouldn't have just been mixed with some of them. Some of them. I, I reckon she'd have been fighting for top spot with Charlotte because she had that kind of attitude where she wanted to be the best. But like you said, because it was cut short. Yeah. Um. So Becky. Uh, yeah, Becky Lynch. I've I've never as a as an out and out wrestler, I've never been a massive fan. Me uh, but as a character, this last two years she has broke out and become the face of WWE. It's as simple as that. From going from someone who trained with Finn Balor, uh going over to Japan to kind of learn a skill set. Uh, she had a six-year hiatus after a head injury where she just didn't wrestle at all. Went to NXT, struggled to find like a character that really worked for her. Uh, but yeah, it was a, in 2016 where the fans kind of took her to her heart. Went into evolved into the man, first ever winner of the female uh, WrestleMania main event. Becky two belts, obviously. Um, dominated the year-end awards in 2018 and 2019, ranked number one on the, the Wrestling Observer's uh, best wrestler of uh, best female wrestler, Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year back-to-back, clean sweep at the CBS Sports Awards. Uh, yeah, she's just she's the face of of, of, of not only women's wrestling in, in the West, but of WWE in the West. So it's it's hard to justify not having her on on, on this list. Oh, I, I can I can I kind of actually agree with the wrestler because she's not no she's more of a brawler mm-hmm. than a wrestler. But it's not like she hadn't had classic matches because one of my one of my top ten matches of all time is actually her and Charlotte at Evolution because that's yeah. one of the standing matches. Were absolutely brilliant. But like you said, the, the fact that Becky Lynch became the face of wrestling in a a male dominated business speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And. I couldn't even point to the moment of the change. I need, and a lot of people knock Nia Jax, and I'm not saying, you know, I like Nia Jax. You know, she's dangerous. I, I, I think what I like is... She's different. She's different. I'll, 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 you know, she's dangerous. And it came out of a negative, but when, when Nia Jax laid, laid into her with that punch, I mean, that's the moment that did it. I mean, yeah. she, turned, she already turned heel against Charlotte, which a lot of people responded to by saying, fuck you, she's still our person. Yeah, and they were still cheering alive, but technically she was a nail. And when it when it got to that moment, and she punched the fan when she was up in the crowd going, "Yeah, bring it on!" It's um, I, I think that's I think that's the moment where um, where you like Triple H said in CM Punk's biography. So you, you need to look at that. My book, there it is. Yeah, and and there's not many people who will uh, who Vince will let the fans dictate what kind of character there are. Uh, like I said, she was she was going into that as a heel. She did a promo where she she shit on the fans, and we as fans we just didn't get it. We didn't have it. And the very next week, she was back being being the face again because Vince knew it wasn't going to work. She wasn't going to be the heel. She was definitely the face of the company. Yeah, it's it's it, it's actually I can remember. I mean, I didn't watch. I didn't watch you with my best friend. We were, we were talking over Twitter and whatnot, or we were watching because it was SummerSlam. Won it? Would uh, would it? it SummerSlam where Carmella lost the title? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, it was at SummerSlam where um, you know everybody was rooting for Becky, and then Charlotte snuck in and won it. And she, you know you, you do the thing where you know like, congratulations, and then she turned on Charlotte. And mm-hmm. both of them best night we, we didn't buy it. It's like yeah, Becky still has. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Vince, Becky still has. Go away. 
So let's go to you for your for your eighth pick. Oh, this is where we we're getting into wages now, aren't we? <laughs> Just uh, right. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me get my list back up in front of me. Um, I think yeah, I'm going to take out one of my own picks here. Wow. Um, Beth Phoenix. Like I said, I mean, not that I don't love Beth Phoenix, because like I said, she she was in that area. She was beast. Yeah. She was the glamour's on the beast. He's he, he, like, who's going to beat her in? But you know what? I think it was for her. I think it was just a lack of opponents. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. She was she was so different to everybody else. She was she was so so different. It was lack of opponents, and you like like I said, it's 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 one of those where I don't want to check it out because she was that beast. But I've got to check it out. You know, by comparison with you know, what with what goes off today because. A lot. I, I think when we finish up, a lot of this list is going to be started today because women's wrestling today. You ask me, women's wrestling today is a lot better than men's. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I've got a, quite a few uh, current wrestlers, but I've also got quite a few um, like older wrestlers to go for. So, who are you replacing Beth Phoenix with? You know, I'm having to think again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually having to think. We could be here for a couple of minutes waiting for my pick. It's like playing a chess match. This. Oh. Oh dear! You know what, Shayna Baszler, I'd put in. Interesting. What is it about same, Baszler? The same reason I took Beth Phoenix out. I mean, maybe it's because we've got to see a lot more of Shayna in really good matches than you would do with Beth Phoenix in era, because she's a beast. Mm-hmm. She's an absolute monster. You know, everybody, everybody was putting over the fact that you know Ronda Rousey, you know, she was UFC Women's Champion. She did a lot for that sport. You know, a career they didn't enter, but then it was like you, people were looking for perfect opponent for it, and you had it right there in Shayna Baszler. Why have they never gotten together? Don't know. I think it will happen eventually. It's a money feud. It's it's there's so much money in that match. It's unbelievable. Look at Shayna Baszler with Yo Shirai. You know, mm-hmm. Yanka Belair. You know what? The Carrie Sane story. You could you could just you could just you could just go well. NXT women's roster. Mm-hmm. But like she had a good match with. Exactly. I agree. Um, but I, I'm saying I agree. I'm going to vote her off straight away. I think um, you made my pick easier. Again, it's, it's similar to the page uh, kind of thing. I think there's more of her career to come. And I think uh, in five years, maybe, yeah, she, she probably would stay on the list. But right now, I don't think she's done quite enough to, to justify it. Uh, so I'm going to take off Shayna Baszler straight away. Uh, I hope she don't lock me in a carry for you to clutch. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to replace her with Gail Kim. Gail Kim? Yeah. Um, when, you know, when she... Give me one second because I'm going to give me a slap there because I, I don't know why I forgot all about Gail Kim. Do you know what? It's it's easy to, though, if you if you just take a kind of WWE run. Um, she didn't really do what she... what. What everyone knew that she could when she was brought in in WWE, I think it was about 2002. There was a massive heart train. Uh, Jim Ross was was very very high on her, and I don't think Vince quite got her. He, quite, he didn't quite understand what she could do, and she ended up leaving and going to TNA where she had amazing runs. Uh, she's actually in the TNA Hall of Fame. Uh, she was number one on the PWR Female 15 2012, uh, and she only ever actually won the Women's uh, World Title in WWE once. But in, in 
Yeah, but in, in TNA, she was the seven-time uh, women's champion. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Gail Kim, I think. Yeah, no, 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 I'm actually, like I said, it's very easy to forget about Gail Kim because, um, you know, I, I, I made no secret to the fact that, you know, my main area of knowledge is WWE because I've grown up watching it ever since I was a toddler. But um, as what I did earlier on, I did follow TNA. I can't, you know, I, I can't exactly remember when I stopped watching TNA. But um, you look at Gail Kim in there, First person you're going to think of straight away, and I'm a massive fan of Victoria. Well, it was she won't Victoria, but she got to TNA. But you know, I'm a massive fan of Victoria and her wrestling. But um, first person you're always going to think of is Gail Kim. And like I said, mm-hmm. I, I just have to slap myself there because I forgot all about it. <laughs> so before we go to you for your penultimate pick, your now pick, let's just do a quick rundown for for the listeners of of the current top ten. Um, so we've got Lita, we have Jazz. We've got Becky Lynch, we've got Io Shirai, Trish Stratus, uh, Natty Nardar, we've got Gail Kim, we've got Asuka, Charlotte Flair and Manami Toyota. So, Graham, to you for your second to last pick. Oh, um, like I said, I'm going to look her up afterwards because it's purely based on me not knowing anything of her at all. Mm-hmm. I can't criticise her, but it's going to be uh, Manami. You know, go on. That one. <laughs> Toyota. Yeah. Toyota. No, it's just, I can't pronounce the name properly. Manami. It's just stupid, stupid Yorkshire accent. <laughs> a lot better than my thick Lancashire accent. Uh, well, I can understand you a lot more than I can understand myself. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get a lot of people don't know of uh, Manami Toyota, but the interesting thing is you, you you can go and look her up and you can see kind of the influence she has on on wrestlers. So yeah, who are you replacing uh, Manami with? Oh, um, this is like I said, this is having to think again. I don't want to put too many from today in that are wrestling today because you know you actually made a pretty good point when you were on about Shayna, as she's done quite a lot. But to get to that zenith, it's like put in a bit more work. Mm-hmm. Not that you're not putting in work, but... Um, a longevity. That's that's what it boils down to. I'm going to put in AJ Lee. Okay. Very good. Like I said, I mean, you know, she passed she passed the ball to like to page. Mm-hmm. But she... In WWE, at least, because TNA were already knocking it out at Park Week with their knockouts division. But in WWE, at the very least, AJ would want to, you know, she picked the ball up. She got it rolling. For me, people can agree or disagree, but for me, you know, she got the ball rolling on, you know, women's wrestling. It, it can be a lot more than what it is. We want this women's revolution. And, um, well, up until, up and, up until, to, it was Nikki Bella, wasn't it? Broke her record. Yeah. She was longest running Davis champion. You know, that's the reason to put him. Like I said, it's, it's based on she. She was, you know, for women in WWE, she was, she was the one who picked up the ball and started running with it. And yeah. like, we're a lot better. We're a lot better than you know swimsuit models or valets or whatever you want to call us. We're not just bodies. We're you know we're wrestlers. Let us be wrestlers. Yeah, and I, th- I think even even more importantly than than the rest of them because. She's another one whose career was relatively short. She kind of uh, gave up wrestling way before her prime, and arguably she could come back now and and still hang with with the the women of today. But I think more importantly was how how much of a role model she was to to people, how open and frank she was with the likes of mental health and with uh, with eating disorders and, and things like that. She she became 
more than just a, a character, more than just a wrestler to a lot of people. Oh, would you? I tell you what, I'd say in ring with today, Sasha Banks. Yeah, I put in with Sasha Banks or Bailey. I think to be quite honest, she was that versatile that you could put her in against absolutely anyone, absolutely anyone, and, and she'd have a good match. You know what? You're actually right about that. I'd put her in from. I I, I put her in ring with someone like Awesome Kong. Mm-hmm. I'd put her in with Shayna Baszler, China. Yeah, from any era we're talking. We've watched from actual era up because, like I said, that's my main area of interesting. I could put her in ring with absolutely anybody, and yeah. you know, she's a Camille. Yeah, someone. I mean, someone even like uh, Chris Statlander or uh, Britt Baker, both down in AEW. I think she'd have uh, amazing matches with with the likes of them. No, I, we'll have a little side bear there. I'm loving what Britt Baker's doing. Yeah, I do. I think I, I think she struggled at the beginning because of the pressure of being the face of the women's division. But now she's kind of been allowed to to run free with this heel character. Yeah, she's doing great work. And I'm laughing my head off. At it. <laughs> not not that it's amusing, ha ha comedy funny. I'm laughing my head off at the uh, the irony of uh, you know people knocking her at first. Yeah, give her a ball, let her run with it, and just like. She's got the ball, she's running with me, and it's like, ah, take that. <laughs> so let's go to me for my second-to-last pick. Um, ordinarily, because uh, because of the shortness of her career, I would have gone for, for AJ Lee, but I'm actually not going to. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Trish Stratus. And it's only because, while, while she did pick up like the wrestling skill she didn't come in as a wrestler and um i think that for me it, she, she didn't have that that original passion uh from a young age so she didn't she was i don't think she was a wrestling fan to begin with she came in as a job and, and it kind of grew on her rather than it being like a something she was massively passionate about in the first place uh so i mean i'm i'm literally splitting hairs to try and try and make a pick here but yeah i think that'll be the reason why i'd get I bought Trish Stratus off, um, and I'm going to replace her with with someone who's had a, a, a massive amount of a career and is again has been a big influence. But us in the West probably don't know that much about. Her. I'm going to go with Miko Satamura. Um, yeah, most people in the West will know her from a, a time in uh, the Bayon Classic where I think she was in the second one. Yeah. Uh, but this is a woman who, in Japanese wrestling, has has been wrestling for. For more than twenty-five years, and again, kind of, uh, kind of like Manami Toyota, she's influenced that many people. I mean, she set up the company Sendai Girls, which, uh, if you are a female wrestler, in you kind of want to go there to to learn your craft. Uh, the amount the amount of people who've studied under under Miko is is unreal, and and even today, she's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's been champion in Stardom, Progress. Uh, WXW Chikara, and like I said, she was a standout in the the, the second May Young Classic. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miko Satomura. You've just you've just you've you've just done it there. So like Miko, Satomura, where have I heard that name? Where have I heard? Because like I say, I'm not very familiar with it at all. Same as Manyama. It's it's like where have I? And like you've just mentioned it there, May Young Classic. That's where I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's the number one I'm gonna have to look up. You know, it's, uh, you know it's, I, uh, straight away, as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, I know that name, I'm going to have to write that down, look it up, boom, there you go. Yeah, so that's not what I'm going to 
and you won't go wrong but in, in in watching some of her, her work and like I said the people who she's influenced I mean like likes of Tony Storm have gone over to train with her um uh Io trained with her um Asuka um Kari Sane just the the list of people who, who have uh who this woman has, has helped create as wrestlers is, is is absolutely unreal so she I think she deserved a mention yeah I think uh no, I, I, like I said, I, I can't comment too much on it, but um, this is one of those where I'm actually going to take your word for it because, like I said, I'm not familiar with beyond beyond the May Young Classic. I'm not familiar with it, and mm-hmm. I can't bet it over one or two matches. So, like I said, I've, I've written down name. I'm going to have to go look her up. Yeah, well, uh, you'll you'll enjoy it. Let's just say that. Uh, let's go to you for your final pick. Right, right. Before before we do that. Because, like I said, we've been throwing names about now, and I'm starting to get lost in shuffle here. What's <laughs> <laughs> my memory? So, right, who we got that's made it to, who's made it to the final list? Let's got, have a, I'll have a rundown. We've got Lita. We've got we've Lita. Got Jazz. Jazz. Becky Lynch. Becky. Io Shira. Uh, yeah, right. Miko Satamura. Miko. Uh, Natalia Nardhart. Uh, yeah. Gail Kim. Right. Asuka, right. Charlotte Flair, Woo. And, Sorry. A- and, <laughs> and AJ Lee. AJ Lee, right. You know what? You look at people who've got, got off a list like May Young. We'll go back to um, May Young. So, did, I, did, I, did I get rid of Jackie? You did, yeah. You, like, you, get, you know, you look at all the names that we've got rid of, like you know, Jackie, May Young, Beth Phoenix. It's like, it's all—it's almost criminal to get rid of some of them. Yeah, that they're a list on their own. They are a list on their own, and well, it's like who else? Who else have we got left to get rid of? I mean, I, I can't—I can't do it. Well, it's the name of the game, Graham. You're gonna have to do it. Oh well, I can't get rid of Sherry because you've got rid of Sherry. I can't get rid of Beth because it's like she went anyway. Um, you know what? Maybe it's lack of opponents again, but. I'd have to say Lita. Like, and, it, and, it, and it's not a knock on Lita at all. No, I absolutely not. I, I absolutely adored Lita. I mean, look, she was, as, as far as as far as far I find goes, she was as crazy as Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not as crazy because Jeff Hardy's absolutely insane, even in his 40s. But, yeah, but for for leading that kind of charge of, of women with the technical skills, she was definitely, definitely up there. She was definitely up there, but like I said, after... After Trish Stratus, after Jazz, after Victoria, like I said, women's women's wrestling back then it, it was. You like Vince, Vince were looking at models or people who could bring that eighteen to thirty-five male demographic in. Yeah. And you're looking at the beautiful women. And like I said, I think it was just a lack of opponent. I mean, you put Lita in today, she could wrestle with them all. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Like I said, I think it was just a lack of opponents back then. So I, I, I'm going to have to say Lita out. Like I said, that, that one killed me. So who were you replacing Lita with? Like I said, it's 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 out to put in. <laughs> oh my god! And I can't put back in someone you've taken out because I kind of defeat the object. It certainly would. <laughs> it would. You've already put in Becky Lynn for me. Um, oh, I, I'm 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 stuck now because Asuka's in there. You've got all my top picks in there, so I'm I'm stuck. Believe it or not, I'm stuck. Great man's think alike. It's you you've actually got all my top picks in, so it's like where, where do I go from here? 
Well, I can't put back in something I've taken out. I can't put back in something. Oh. For for um for a bit of inspiration, I'll, I'll just run down who I've got left. I've got Victoria. Uh, I've got uh, Alundra Blaze, Bull Nakano. I've got Kari Sane, Mickey James, Wendy Richard. There we go. Mickey Stealing Mickey James from me. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey James. I mean, she came in, like I said, we, we're going back to area where I've, um, it was swimsuit models a lot, but she, she was likely, she was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely insane at first. Yeah, that, that character of hers when she came in as that. Uh, uh, obsessed Trish fan. Yeah, and then when she left WWE, like Gail Kim before, she went to TNA and she made mm-hmm. some uh, wrestling. You know, she she was part of that knockouts division that were wow. Yeah, like she, said, I, well, she bounced back good. between WWE and TNA quite a few times, really. She she has um, you know what? Before she's completely done, I think she'll make another appearance in WWE. She's she's all the fame bound. Yeah, she's uh she's still on the. The, the wrestler list for SmackDown. Uh, and I think she does commentary on, on main event now. Uh but she does I, I think she I think she's I think she's gonna be one of those. I don't think she's gonna retire quietly. I think you know when she does have that one last match to um, I reckon it's gonna be I, I in fact I reckon it's gonna it should be rightfully the big one. WrestleMania. hmm Yeah. I mean the, this is another woman who, who made it to the top of the PWR female 15 in 2009. Three times an uh, TNA champion, uh, five times WWE Women's Champion. She was even Divas Champion. And I, I agree with you. I think one last run. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't look odd if she didn't win another title. If she was uh, a SmackDown champion or if she was Raw champion. It won't look odd. Um, so, like I said, she, she won. As far as knockout, I mean, I liked Gail Kim, but she won. As far as knockout division in TNA before I stopped watching it, but that got me, you know, it's like, you know, if she was like, you've got your Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? He's my guy. But you've got your, um, you've got your AJ Styles when he were in TNA, right? He's my guy. Or Kurt Angle, whatever. You know, as far as knockout division goes, she was my pick. Mm-hmm. Like, James. It's a great pick, and she she's very worthy of being um, being mentioned. Um, so let's go to me for the the very final pick. And again, it's another one where it's so hard to take someone off. Uh, so I'm going to mention who I'm going to put on. I think, um, and you could probably say something that you said about a couple of these wrestlers are uh, where she didn't really have a lot of opponents. Um, but I'm going to go with Alundra Blaze mainly because of of how important she was in, in one of the most infamous um, angles in, in wrestling when she threw the, the, the WWF uh, women's title in the bin uh, uh, when she went over to, to WCW. And it was that that kind of killed women's wrestling in, in the WWF for, for a long, long time. But before she even got to um, the WWE, she, she was another person who travelled the world. She was uh, championing in all Japan, uh, AWA, uh, WCW Cruiserweight Champion. She was actually three-time WF Women's Champion. She, and since she's uh, she's been retired, she's actually been 24-7 champion, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, she was uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015. And since retiring from the ring, she's actually become a successful monster truck driver. So yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring in Alundra Blaze. But who am I taking off? Mm. This is this is hard because all of these are justifiably on this list. 
Uh, whew, I think I'm gonna take off. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna take off Jazz, even though she's one of the my f- most favorite uh, female wrestlers ever. I think um, Alundra Blazer's impact on wrestling kind of uh, kind of outsways Jazz's impact. Not saying that Jazz didn't have an impact at all. Just when you think about the greatest women wrestlers in the world, she's. She's kind of a footnote, unfortunately, which is a, a massive, massive shame. So I'm going to replace Jazz. I'm actually surprised at that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm at the same opinion. If I were going to pick someone next, it'd have been Jazz. But uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that, you know, yeah, I think it was around that time, it was lack of opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and that's been kind of a recurring theme with a, a lot of these women that they've been. Outstanding stars, but just nobody else around to elevate them. So, like, like in Fine Christ, it's changed now. Like I said, mm. because you could put jazz with anybody today. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as like TNA, TNA, you know, they're the knockout division. I think. But a lot of people, I, mean, I had this discussion with one of my friends once when I were when I were driving him to where Sheffield. And he kept on saying to me, TNA knockouts. And I said, look, massive respect to TNA knockouts. Because like I said, I love Mickey James. But um, for the uh, for the non-wrestling fan, if you were going to say pro wrestling, a lot of people think WWE, the same reason you'd think of Hulk Hogan. And um, so for for a lot of non-wrestling fans, if you're going to say, oh, women's wrestling is brilliant, it's, it's, for non-wrestling fans, it's going to be, you know, because WWE is women's revolution. And... Um, any number of wrestlers today in WWE, God hoping, you know, we get it more away. She's like Britt Baker. She's linchpin, I think, Britt Baker. You know what? I hope, um, I hope Brandy Rose does a lot more as well. I think she's, I think she's got the personality to be that bitch heel. Yeah. I think she's thriving in that kind of a, that uh, chief already. brand officer. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, She's really got a lot. I mean, I don't know if you've seen about this AW Heels uh, group that she's uh, formed with uh, with with female fans, and but yeah, she's 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 making amazing stuff there. Really bringing women's fans together as, as a group and and kind of like promoting everybody. But back to the point is, if you're going to go with women's wrestling today in Western world, it's you know a lot a lot of non wrestling fans are going to look to WWE, mm-hmm. and we we just going now. It's kind of a shame because, like I said, the time lack of opponents. But if you put her in today's WWE, she could throw down me any of them. In fact, she'd probably beat crap out of many of them. <laughs> yeah, probably would. Um, so let me just do a quick rundown of the final list that we've got. Uh, so we've got Mickey James, we've got Alundra Blaze, Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, Miko Satamura, we've got Natalia Nardhart, Gail Kim, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and AJ Lee. That's a quality list of some of the best female wrestlers of, of all time. I agree. And like I said, and that's 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 not to knock everybody we've taken off that list because, like I said, every single one of them deserves to be on that list. Yeah, of course we yeah. we could go we could go about this over and over again. We could we could do a top fifty list to be fair. That's a Blanchard should be on the list. Yeah, exactly. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So what I need from you now, Graham, is uh, I need a topic for a future guest, something that you would like to hear a Mount Rushmore about, or even uh, a, a top 10 uh, come up with. Uh, what kind of topic would you be interested in, in listening to? Top ten, right? Have you done? Have you, have you done greatest WrestleMania matches? We've not done a draft of the greatest WrestleMania matches. Uh, we've we've mentioned uh, WrestleMania moments before, so um, yeah, we, that's uh, definitely uh, something that we can that we can definitely touch upon. There you go, matches. Uh, Ma- it's it's like the first match that came into my head straight away. Believe it or not, wasn't an Undertaker match. <laughs> it were. Quite frankly, for me, the greatest match ever, ever. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. That's what made me think of it. Oh, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Because like, like I said, it's subjective. A lot of people will disagree with me, and I actually respect that. Yeah, you know, I'm not one of those that are going to say, well, you're wrong. Well, I'll be like, okay, if you don't think that's the greatest match, if you think like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, or Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, or Bret the Hitman and Shawn Michaels, you know Shawn Michaels is in a lot of them. There's a reason mm-hmm. he's Mr. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the first the first couple that come to my mind also kind of made the the greatest moments list. Uh, it's um, Michaels versus Ric Flair. Oh, and, no! And I, I I actually get a little bit emotional at that. That that I, I'm I'm sorry. I love you. Is my hands down the greatest WrestleMania moment for me. Um, one of my favorites, not one of the best, but one of my favorites. It's um, when Edge spared McFoley through a table that yeah. were on fire. That was that was mental. Uh, my other big big moment was um, Rock uh, versus Hogan, and not even any of the wrestling, just the crowd, the way they was looking from one side to the other side, and, and the electricity in, in in the in the audience. Oh, I thought you know what? I actually thought Hogan were going to start crying. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet afterwards he did. It's, you he couldn't probably, not. You couldn't not. Probably did. He he probably did. Um. But we could we could talk all day long about this. As I say, I think it's I love wrestling. I could spend all day. As I say, I love wrestling. I love mainly WWE. Like I said, that's my first love. Your first love's always your yeah, greatest. Absolutely. Because um, um, spend all day talking about it, and I'd wager you could as well. Definitely could. Definitely could. Uh, but uh, let's round this episode off, Graham. Uh, where can people find you on uh, social media, um, and where can they find? Uh, where can they find your blog? Where they can find your your writing? On on Twitter at Jeeves three sixteen, and my blog my blog page. And I haven't written in ages. I, I kind of lost I kind of lost the uh, taste for it because I, I I felt down because I didn't feel like people were reading enough. You know, I was like I don't want I like writing, but I didn't want to do it if people yeah. weren't going to read it. And after. Well, after I read that and about Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes as well, I had a freaking hell can I top that? Yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, but I think sometimes it's just a case of you're right for yourself. Um, if people... I really want to write about the Canadian Stampede in 1997. 
you know, I've got a bucket load of notes that I could write about on that. And this is before you even get to match. But um, you know, if people if people do want to read the stuff that I've written, go to my go to my Twitter page. You know, at GS316 on my profile, you'll find it there. The what blog? Mm-hmm. Look, I, I wasn't very imaginative at the time. At the, at the time. You know, I, I was stuck for what to call it. And being that Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of my favorite, I was like, what? <laughs> And uh, you, you can find the link there. And I've 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 got blogs on Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes, which is very close to my favourite match of all time. Not just not just for not just for wrestling. Everything that went into that match, everything. You know, my favourite match of all time, Austin and Brett. I wrote about when Austin returned because when Austin when Austin quit in was it two thousand was it early two thousand three or was it late two thousand two early two thousand three quit. I think it was two thousand two. It was after, it was after uh, Mania 19. Um, I was heartbroken when that happened. So when he returned, you know, my heart skipped a bit and it wasn't a wrestling match. It, you know, it, 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 was, it was what they called Gaga in wrestling. You know, it was there, but you know, just to get over the fact that Austin went back and I've written about that. I've written about Eleanor Cell, I think. Was it Eleanor? No, it wasn't Eleanor Cell, sorry. It was Street Fight with Triple H, Cactus Jack. You know, that's another one I should write about, the Eleanor Cell match, but... Um, like I said, I've I've written a few things down, but it's it's something I lost taste for because, like I said, I, I wanted to. It's it's something that I want a lot of people to read. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, and sometimes you you, you kind of do lose the passion, and and hopefully people listening to this will uh, will go and check it out and. And you can kind of like get that passion back. I mean, one of the, my favourites was the one you wrote about Kofi Kingston. Uh, you kind of really encapsulated um, what the wrestling world was feeling about Kofi Mania and stuff like that. So I hope you you start writing again. Uh, I know I, I enjoy your writing uh, very much, and yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see some more uh, more of your work. Thank you. Why? Why? Because that 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 gives me an uplift in itself. To know that there are people that enjoy me writing, and um, like I say, I've got I've got the I've got all the notes on the Canadian stamp here, so maybe that'll be my next project. But it's I've I've got it. I've really before I do it, I can't. It's, it'd be no good me saying yeah, I can do it, and then not do it. I've really got to rip that mark. Was right? I'm doing this shit. Nobody's yeah. gonna stop because that when um, one of my friends on Twitter, she she actually she actually she would actually one who got me into it. So I, I just call her Bex. So massive yeah. shout out. Everybody loves Bex. Do it with flair on. I do it with flair on. I, I give her a massive shout out because she she was the inspiration that got it started. Mm-hmm. So you know, I give a massive shout out there. And um, I, I said, you know, yeah, I've got. I've really got to read that map before I do write it. So it'd be like, see, it'd be no good for me to say, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, and then. Because I've, I've, I've already been down that road once because I wasn't actually going to write it then and I was just I couldn't get inspired to write it. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, it comes sooner rather than later because I, I, I enjoy your writing. Um, so, yeah, uh, guys, go and give Graham a follow. Go and check out his work. Uh, give him that kind of boost to, to to get back to what he loves, get back to, to, to writing about wrestling. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DAJ Kirkbeth. Follow my uh, anonymous tag team partner Paul at Raincounter. Follow this podcast at Badlands Pod. But whilst you whilst you're there on Twitter, let us know what you thought of this uh this Mount Rush- well this uh draft of the greatest uh women's wrestlers of all time. Uh, let us know who you pick.
Let us know your uh, Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, but remember, one, when you're when you're formating your kind of picks in your Mount Rushmore, um, we only have one rule here on Badlands, and that is that you must always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.